welcome to the One More Verse podcast. Hey everybody, it's John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Tuesday, February the 9th, 2016. Today's reading was Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. Priestly decline, disrepute, and disrespect demanded punishment. The priests of Malachi's day were walking with such a contemptuous attitude that it merited punishment from the Lord. He, he comes to them, and, and it seems as if they just have no regard, not only for what he says, but they don't realize what's already happening. He tells them, if you won't listen, if you won't take it to heart, if you're not going to honor my name, then I'm going to send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. But then he turns around, and he basically lets them know, I- I've already cursed you. Because you're not laying it to heart. And he begins to run through the litany as to what is going on. He says, I'm going to rebuke your offspring. Imagine you're a child in a priest's home. And when what the priest says when he is around people of the town or when he is operating his priestly duties in front of the community around temple or those sorts of things is one way. But when you see him at home, you recognize There's a complete disconnect. The way they speak, the way they act, it's nothing like you see them act when they're at church, when they're at temple. I've been around a lot of preacher's kids who really struggle with this. I've been around a lot of folks who grow up in church, and when they find themselves in the presence or company of someone who acts one way at church and another way somewhere else, it really causes them to question their faith. And this is basically what God says. Your, your offspring are going to be rebuked. Your disobedience is showing them what it really looks like to follow me, and you're not following me at all. He, he says something that for us seems very gross and out of place. He talks about spreading dung on their faces. And what he's really pointing to is the fact that they're not only going to be unclean, but everyone else is going to know that they're unclean. He wants them to know that I've sent a command. This is not something that should be a mystery to you. This is not something that you should have to question. You should understand. I made a covenant. I set up the tribe of Levi to be a priestly caste before me. He made a covenant with them, and it was for life and peace, and I gave it to them. It was a covenant of fear and awe and reverence, and there was true instruction in, in the priest's mouth. There was no wrong found on his lips. He, he walked in peace and uprightness. He turned many from iniquity. He, he is walking these priests back through what it's supposed to look like. The prototype, the, the first way it was. He tells them what it's supposed to be like. He says, listen, priests, you should guard knowledge. You should not only know what the word says, but you should be able to rightly administer that word in various circumstances. People should come and seek instruction from you, knowing that you are my messenger and that you have something to say. And it's not just some subjective opinion, but it's something that is rooted in the truth of my word. But instead, he tells them, that's not what you did. You you turned away. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. This is not so different today. 
I, I turn on the television sometimes and, and I hear pastors say things and it's not as if it's one of these things that there might be some room for disagreement on. It's something that flies in the face of all of revealed scripture and it turns people away. It, it causes them to stumble and God has walked them through what it's supposed to look like. And he says, you corrupted this covenant. This is not what you've done. So I've made you despised and abased before all the people because you're not keeping my ways. You're showing partiality. You're you're making judgments that go in your favor. You're showing favoritism to your friends and you're not walking in justice and honesty and integrity before the Lord. He reminds them where they came from. God created you. There's one father. It's the father of this nation. And we're not talking about Abraham. We're talking about the one who called Abraham. And he wants to know, how come we're so faithless? He talks about these abominations that have been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. That Judah has not just profaned in their disobedience, but the very sanctuary and dwelling place of the Lord, which he loves. And, and God walks them through and they're coming in and they are desecrating the sanctuary. And then he, he says, there's something else that's going on. And this is a big deal to me. You're coming and there are people covering the Lord's altar with tears. There's weeping, there's groaning, all these sorts of things. They're so upset because he no longer reg- regards the offering or accepts it and gives them favor. And you come and you wonder, why not? What have we done? And he just points out one of the big reasons. You see, when there is a disconnect and when there is a pattern of ongoing disobedience, you should not expect to walk in there as some spoiled child and demand your way. But God points out something specific. And it's important for us to understand this. God holds marriage in high regard. Paul tells us it's the way that he describes the relationship between Christ and his church. But he begins to talk about these priests and their adulterous ways where he reminds them that marriage is not just some certificate or piece of paper, but that God was a witness between you and the wife of your youth. And where love should have grown sweeter and you should have grown in your patience and your faithfulness to one another You've become faithless. And even though she's your companion and your wife of the covenant, you are putting her away. And God reminds them of that union. And God God tells them, hey, what was he seeking? He, he wanted a people that were separate so that they could show the world what he is like. And so he, he talks about them divorcing their wives. Now, it's not that divorce is an unpardonable sin, but I think that we are so familiar with it that we forget the fact that it is a big deal. And he tells these, these, these priests that when they divorce their wives, they cover themselves with violence. So he tells them, guard yourselves. Do not be faithless. And, and then he tells them that they've worn him out. They've wearied him with their words. And Malachi anticipating or perhaps having had this conversation says, you know, you're going to say, how did we um, weary God? Because it's not as if God is going to become tired in that his power is limited. No, 
It's the fact that when God's people come, there's so there's so much cynicism and the people didn't feel like God was doing what he was supposed to. And he wasn't addressing the issues that they felt were unfair. And he wasn't doing things in the order that they thought was most important. And this whole time, they're just walking in persisting sin. And he had demonstrated his faithfulness over and over and over, and yet they were faithless. And here they are, and they're coming, and they have the audacity to question God's justice. No, these priests cannot continue this way. And even though they didn't recognize it, they were already experiencing some of the curses, but there was more to come. And God was frustrated not in the sense that he doesn't control his, his um, creation. It's not in the sense that his will is being thwarted and that he is being undone. But it's the sense that here you are. And over and over and over again, you continue to walk in these patterns of disobedience. Which is why it's so incredible that God would pursue a people who are so steadfastly disobedient and who do not walk in accordance with his ways. What a beautiful picture of a pursuing God, even to his representatives within the priesthood, even those who break covenant faithfulness. God is faithful and he pursues his loved ones. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit verticalpurpose.org. Find me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat. It's the same handle for them all, The John Nix. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, guys, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.